All right. So those of you who are just joining us, we are the King Law Podcast, and I'm Bree, and I'm with Anna Robbins, who is the personal injury attorney. Um, and so we're going to talk about what is my injury worth. I know that a lot of people call in or they come in for a consultation and they want to know what their specific injury is worth. So before we even get to what the injury is worth, we have to determine if this incident that caused the injury is something uh, we can hold someone liable for. So we first look at the circumstances of the situation and then the severity of the injuries. So um, it's a basic example, motor vehicle accidents. Somebody calls and asks that question. We will first want to know how did the accident happen? Because if you were severely injured, but you caused the collision, then your injuries aren't going to hold up as much as if somebody else caused the collision. So um, we have a motor vehicle collision and somebody says she was rear-ended. Okay, when you are rear-ended by another vehicle, there's a presumption of negligence under New York state law. So at that point, we're able to evaluate our liability check. Presumably that's good to go. And then the next thing we look at is do the injuries meet New York State's serious injury threshold. And basically that's one of nine categories under New York State law that you must meet in order to receive compensation for your pain and suffering from that motor vehicle collision. Um, Some of the categories include death, a fracture, loss of a fetus, a serious disfigurement, so a scar of some sort. Um, That scar has to be somewhere on your body that's really readily seeable and would make you feel conscious in some sort of way. If you have a scar on your foot that's pretty little, the likelihood of you um, being affected by that versus if it were on your face, then that's a pretty big difference, right? Um, Another category is called the... uh, 9180 category essentially says that you're out of commission for 90 out of 100 days following the accident. Um, Typically means it's people who are taken out of work during that time, but um, it doesn't have to be. If you were taken out of work for a month and a half and you were then put on restricted duty, we can prove that while you are at work, you were restricted Um, You can wiggle your way into that category. And even for people who aren't working or people who are retired, um, if you are significantly limited in your activities of daily living, um, that's another way we can um, get you into that category as well. So there's a number of categories, but basically in order to receive compensation, that's what we need to be able to prove first. Okay. So what you're telling me is there's not like a personal injury attorney's playbook where you like open it up and you're like broken elbow equals this amount of money right (laughs) right um when I first started out as an attorney I would have loved if there was one um but probably would have made everyone's job easy (laughs) absolutely um but it's it's funny you do say that though because insurance companies do have something along those lines it's not necessarily a playbook but they have um their computer systems that 
analyze injuries for them, uh, all based upon the information that they have, the medical records, um, which is also why I hate some of these insurance companies that have that type of programming because it really eliminates a lot of the personal factors um, associated with the injuries. So I've got my own issues with it. Right. So they kind of do have a playbook where they're like, okay, scar on the face is between this amount and this amount. Right. But they don't really, and then it's your job to tell them like, well, hey, listen, actually this person models. So the scar on their face is actually worth a lot more. A lot more. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it, when we get the question, what is my injury worth? Um, I always say it depends. That's, that's the old age lawyer answer is (laughs) it depends. Uh, It depends on a number of factors. Like I said, liability, who was at fault for this accident. Um, another big one is the available insurance coverage. That's something we deal with all the time. Um, for instance, we have pretty bad motor vehicle collision. We'll say the rear end I was talking about earlier, if you fracture your arm and you need surgery, but unfortunately the person that struck you only has a minimum policy of $25,000 and you don't happen to have any supplemental underinsured motorist coverage. So if that's the case, you are left with that $25,000. Which it's, is crazy because, I mean, let's say you have nerve damage and you have to forever go and get treatment or something along the lines of that. And right. you only have $25,000 that you it's, it's, get in the settlement. That's yeah, kind of I know. crazy. I know. And it's that's why we always advocate not only to our clients but everyone around us to get additional liability coverage and supplemental underinsured motorist coverage because, hey, you don't know what can happen. Right. Um, Nobody expects it to happen to them. Um, But you just want to ensure that you have that proper protection and people who can afford it. uh, It's it's not too much more than what you're already paying for basic coverage. And in the long run, you know, God forbid something like happens, you will be very happy that you right. had that additional right. policy. We had because in New York, it, it the minimum policy you have to carry is twenty five, right? Yes, That's, the liability okay. limits. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for instance, we had one client. It was the quickest settlement I've ever had. He was in the hospital. I don't want to reveal the circumstances of how it happened, but it was a very bad accident. He was more or less a little run over. He had to go to the hospital. A little run over. A little run over. <laughs> um, he had numerous fractures throughout his body in the hospital for I can't even remember how long. Um, as soon as we got that call from that client, we immediately contacted the insurance company and they tendered the policy on the phone that day. Yeah, We just signed him up. We didn't send any letters out. We just signed him up. That was the quickest um, settlement I think I've ever had. I mean, you can't get any quicker than that. But that's because they recognized the gravity of what happened and the minimum policy. There was no reason to push back at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe I said a little run over. How do you get a little run over? Well, (laughs) I feel like a little run over would be like a foot. That got run over. Yeah, no, he was very much run over. Yeah, this was not that. Um, 
I know that we did touch on uh, pain and suffering a little bit earlier, but I do know that there are, and like to not take away from anyone's injury or trauma from whatever they've been through, but there are individuals that will call and say like, hey, I stubbed my toe and it was like so traumatic and it really hurt. Like I want to sue because we do get those phone calls that, you know, there's not a significant injury, but they said like it was, it was a traumatic experience. What? Again, let me, let's just go over that one more time because I feel like it's something that people should hear. So in the context of motor vehicle collisions, um, once we're able to prove that you meet the serious injury threshold, the amount amount of money that we're seeking to recoup from the defendant's insurance carrier is technically for your pain and suffering because your other medical expenses in most cases will be covered by uh, your no-fault carrier. So um, in the context of non-motor vehicle collision cases. So like a slip and fall. Slip and fall. Um, like I said, it's all de- it's very much intertwined, and it all depends on the severity of your injuries and your treatment. Treatment is extremely important. If you have a fractured rib versus a fractured arm requiring surgery, you presumably have six to eight weeks of not of conservative treatment versus an arm fracture requiring surgical treatment and several months of physical therapy and maybe an additional surgery on top of that to remove any hardware inside of your arm. So that's really going to depend on the treatment that you receive. So if you're just stubbing your toe, uh, as traumatic as that might be to an individual. Which it um, can be. I mean, I've, I've heard you in the office do it. It sounds like... I hit my limbs on you, a daily Your limb basis. was removed. <laughs> I belong in a bubble. <laughs> but yeah. besides that, <laughs> um, it's, it's, you need a little bit more in order for us to um, move forward with it. Because also at the end of the day... Um, this is a business, and businesses need to make money to survive. Well, right, yeah. So it's it's a whole amount of different factors that we look at in order to determine what type of case we're going to take and uh, the amount in which we should get on it. Right. Um, because, well, that that is kind of a good point that – some individuals don't realize when they look for an attorney is that there isn't a fee up front. There's no retainer fee when you come in and you have a consultation with us and you decide to retain us in personal injury. There's n- you don't pay right. a, a, f- a fee ahead of time. Right. Um, yep. Why don't you explain that a little bit? So we don't recoup unless our clients do. So under New York State law, attorneys receive one-third of every personal injury settlement. Um, so everything we do for a client up until the settlement is basically um, our financial responsibility, getting right. the medical records, getting right. any police reports, right. Or whichever. right, any disbursements. Um, once, so for instance, say we receive a $15,000 settlement on a motor vehicle accident. I always use 15 because I can't she, You math. can do the math. <laughs> I was like, 15 is kind of low, don't you think? I don't know. <laughs> $15,000. Okay. We would take the first 5000 out as our fee, 
and then we would subtract any disbursements on the file. So gradual cost of medical records, incidental fees like that, um, which are getting cheaper with the age of electronic medical records. Um, postage mailing, little incidental fees that um, don't really accrue to be that much money um, up front. And then if it's a motor vehicle collision, presumably the motor or the medical expenses will be covered by your no-fault carrier, at which point we won't have to uh, pay those back. So any remaining portion of that would go back to the client. Um, and so the reason why it's every advantage for us to work that much harder and get uh, that much bigger of a settlement is because it ultimately affects also uh, what we make in the end as well. So, yeah. Um, just the last thing I want to touch on, because in car accidents, we touched on there being a policy um, limit sometimes to what you can recoup, like a 25 policy, even though your injury might be worth more. Right. Um, how does that work with um, other injuries like slip and falls or you fall at other types of cases right and then there's no insurance or yeah like let's say there's no insurance or insurance lapse or whatever it might be there's no policy there what do you well if there's no insurance you're um it's probably not something we would be able to move forward with unless the person who is responsible for your injuries has um assets in which we can recover from Okay. Um, so as soon as we sign up a case, the first thing our paralegals do, send out letters of representation saying, please refer this letter to your insurance carrier because that's something we need to determine early on um, because then it becomes a witch hunt at that point, seeing who we can recover money from for who's responsible, right? So um, the insurance, unfortunately, is a big part in every personal injury case and um, what the policy of your homeowners is. Is it 100000 Is it 300000 um, So, yeah, it really just depends. Okay. Yeah, I mean, all this is, uh, I feel, like circumstantial, which is why it's good if, you know, you think that you do have a significant injury of some sort to call a law firm. Right. You know. There's a lot of moving parts, but that's why we will put in the effort to see um, what we can do to help anyone with any case. And I know um, that's been Bob's motto from the beginning of him doing personal injury is seeing what we can do for anyone um, in their injuries, whatever the scenario. So, right. Well, yeah. So just to round it out, you know, what's your injury worth? It's, it depends. Depends. Depends, <laughs> which is why you should call us. <laughs> so then we'll, we'll explain it. 585-270-8882. All righty. That was much better. That was much. Thank God. <laughs> the other one could be bloopers of Brianna oh getting a God. fist fight on camera. <laughs>